Uh, so uh, we'll be in Philippians today to start off with. And four, start off with. And uh, I'll tell you what, let's go ahead and just start off with that. Philippians 4 and 19. But my God shall supply your need according to his riches and the glory by Jesus Christ. All right, let's go to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to get into your word today, Father, and just to see what you have for us. May you open our hearts and minds to receive it, Father, and give us the ability to be able to use it in our lives. As we take myself out of the way, Father, and just let your true message shine through. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. So, um, we've been working around how prayer and faith and the different things that we need to be able to communicate with God be able to work with God so he can provide us with what we need. And, um, you know, one thing I always like to do is I like to throw in a lot of real life examples of how the word of God is still relevant today as it was when it was written so many years ago. And it's always amazing that there's always something that we can connect that it's timeless. The Word of God doesn't change. And um, so we're going to look at a few examples today. And uh, I don't have time to get to how all these examples are going to apply. So that's where we're going to continue on to next week and see how all the examples apply. We're going to throw you a few examples first and we'll revisit them when we look into see what the Word says about it and how these interactions work with, with, uh, with God. You know, everything that we do in life, there is a, a procedure to it. You know, things just don't magically happen. There's just, there's different steps we have to take to accomplish certain things. Like, uh, if you're going to retire, that's a big change in your life. And it's just something you just don't decide to do one day. It's something that you have to plan for. It's something that even at the end, it takes a lot of things to get accomplished. You have to decide what date you're going to do it because you have to put in your paperwork ahead of time to get things, the process started. There's a lot of paperwork you have to, to fill out and accomplish. Um, you have to give them notice so you can start collecting on your momentary benefits. You have to change your insurance and decide how, how these things are going to pay out. There's a, a lot of waiting because you have to send off this stuff. You have to wait. You have to wait for the insurance to kick in. You have to wait for the money to show up. You have to wait for all these different things to happen before you can actually start the whole entire process of this thing we call retirement. And the thing is, a lot of times, we don't know every thing that we need to do. So we have to seek out people that can tell us all the steps we take. We might talk to our personnel office. We might talk to a financial planner. You might talk to someone that sells insurance to know all these different things and know about the different benefits that you need to can take advantage of and the things that you need to do to make sure that you have everything squared away so that you have everything that you need. Everything's going to last. You have to find out. So that's one example. 
Now, another thing. Now, uh, retirement is something that doesn't just happen at the end. It's something that we prepare for over time. We have to do certain things. We have to work for X number of years. And during these times, we are contributing something, momentary values, to an account. So it builds. We are investing. We have to reach a certain age. And we have to have set up this process. We have to set up these accounts. We have to set up how we're going to do it, what path we're going to take to reach these end goals. So when the time comes, there is something there. We are sowing into a system that we are hoping to reap a benefit from down the road. So keep that in mind. All right, so not all of us is retired yet, so let's, let's talk about something that we've all probably experienced. Who likes to go to a new restaurant? When a new restaurant opens up, you want to give it a try to see what the food's like, see what the atmosphere is. And, uh, you know, restaurants pretty much work in the same capacity. You either lead yourself to a seat or your hostess takes you to a seat, you sit down, and the waiter or the waitress will come out and you look at the menu, you place an order, they write it down on a little notepad, and here recently now they have little fancy little tablets where they just punch it all in. So they take, you put your food order in and your drinks and everything, and then you wait. Now, while you're waiting, do you ever get up from the table and run to the kitchen and check with them to make sure they have your order? Just checking, you know, make sure they didn't forget anything. Do you ever have the tendency to, when the waitress comes back by, just to make sure, hey, can I see your notepad, make sure you got everything? Or perhaps tell them the same order again, just to make sure they heard it? Do we check in? No, we don't. We don't do things like that. That would be a little bit crazy, right? Because we have a confidence, we have a faith that they wrote the stuff down, that the order made it to the kitchen, and within a reasonable amount of time that our food is going to show up just the way we wanted it. And if for some reason that didn't happen, that someone is going to make it right, that it will all be taken care of. We don't have to follow up behind the waitress. We don't have to go check into the kitchen. We just have to have faith that everything is going to show up just the way we ask. Now, our, our third example is little Jacob down there playing with his puzzle. He is a big fan of pizza. That is his primary food source. He loves pizza. So we make sure that every day or every couple of days there is a fresh Little Caesars pizza waiting for him in the refrigerator for him to have at his leisure. And he don't come to ask. He just simply goes to the refrigerator and 
he opens up the door, he opens up the box, and he takes out a slice, and he eats it. And he does this as many times as he wants during the day. And he didn't pay for the pizza. He don't pay for the electricity that refrigerates it. He don't do any of them things. He just takes benefit from it because he's there in the house. That is his house. He's part of the family. And he has access to it. He has the authority to be able to go to that refrigerator and take out that slice of pizza. He has, as a six-year-old little boy, more authority than a stranger that would walk into that house because a stranger would not have that authority to be able to do that on their own without first seeking pre-approval. But because he is my son and falls underneath the household, he has the authority to be able to go and do and take advantage of everything that is in that house. Now let's look at Philippians 4 and 19 again. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in the glory by Jesus Christ. Now, we, uh, we look at these examples. Now the first one, we're going to save that for later because we got a lot more to talk about on that, and we haven't really touched on that yet. But these other two we have, so we're going to look at them a little bit. Now, a lot of times, people, humans, us, we want to pick and choose. Like, this is a, a nice little verse we're reading from today. God will supply all of our needs. Well, that's makes us feel good. That's great. You know, that's the kind of thing you're going to see as you're scrolling down Facebook as one of the little inspirational things. We're going to see that maybe on a, on a cute little sign in a store, something you might want to hang on your wall. But the thing about the Word of God is it's not designed to be broke down into little bite-sized nuggets of what looks cute hanging on the wall. We have to read it as a whole. Now, let me give you another example because I guess I'm full of them today. You know, if this was, we just read in a minute, you would need to read the entire manual, all the steps. Let's say that you have never changed a tire on a car before. And if you're reading the manual, well, if you just jump to the part that says, remove the tire, but you didn't read the lines before that said that you need to break loose the lug nuts, that you need to jack the car up, make sure that it's secure so it's not going to roll away. You know, you could be in a world of hurt on the heavy side. And on the light side, you're just going to be not be able to accomplish the job at hand. Same thing if you was going to drive that car for the first time and the, you jump to the part of the manual that said start the car because that's what we want to get to. We want to get to the good part. We want to start the car. We want to drive. But you didn't read the part that says stick the key in the ignition and turn it. 
you're never going to get to the good part. You're never going to get to the, the expected end. You're not going to get to the reward. You're not going to reach the harvest. That's why we have to ask questions. We have to seek knowledge. Everything we have is in the Word of God. But God hides the treasures because it's not for everybody. It's for His family. And how you become His family is by accepting His Son, Jesus Christ. And then you become part of the family. You have access to the kingdom of heaven. You have access to everything. All these promises. All this good stuff. But we have to know how to access it. We have to ask the right questions. When it says, My God shall supply all your needs by according to his riches in the glory of Jesus Christ. We have to know how. And why? So many times we'll see something like that and we'll just go based on this one verse without seeing anything else, without having any kind of knowledge, without having any kind of relationship with God, without having any kind of knowledge of his word and we'll kind of say, okay. And then we say, God, I need this. I need that. And then when it doesn't happen, we just give up. Now the problem, as always, is never God. It's because we are not following all of the instructions. If you got a, a new stereo system and you didn't connect all the wires right because you didn't read the book, is it the manufacturer's problem? Is it the store's problem? Or is it yours because you didn't follow the instructions? We're looking at the different ways that we harvest. The word speaks a lot of in farming terms. Planning, harvesting. You know that there's a lot of people that want to just ignore the fact that there is a God. They want to just not be a part of it. They want to not believe it. But the fact is, you can't just shut that off. And we are constantly sowing and reaping, no matter if we're actively doing it or passively doing it. Out there where the, the horses are, they'll occasionally drop little pieces of grain. And after a rain comes, that grain gets down into the sand and that little piece of grain will grow a shoot. And it'll grow from that. It wasn't intentionally planted there. It just happened to come up. And the horses like that because they reap the benefit of being able to bite off that nice new little piece of plant that grew up from the ground. Same thing if you put out a bird feeder. The little pieces of, of seed are going to drop on the ground. And a little rain's going to come and you'll see little plants shoot up from there. Sometimes even a little flower. The birds didn't intentionally do it, but yet they still sowed. And 
something else is going to come along, a little rabbit, a little squirrel, and they're going to be able to eat that little plant that grew up underneath it. What we put out, whether it be good or bad, it's going to come back to us. And uh, so I guess that one of the things that we will be talking about is, is sowing and reaping. It's one of the ways that we receive. And uh, this was a topic that I have set out to talk about years ago, and I have all kind of notes on it, and it's never been quite right. And actually, that's what I was going to talk about today. And then God said, we need a little more information, a little more information. So our, our three ways we receive is through authority. It's through prayer and faith and through sowing and reaping. And we'll be uh, looking at these three things as we move forward. So I think that's a good stopping point for right now. Bow with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to get into your word. And Father, we know that um, we can't always cram everything in, Father, that we sometimes we need to go back and we need to revisit again and again, Father, and and to truly study, to truly learn, to truly understand, Father. And we ask that we have patience with our, ourselves, Father, and with the teachers, Father, that we can continually keep looking at these points, Father, till we know them, can master them, can teach them, Father, that it can become part of our lives, part of our way of life, Father, so we can start turning to them automatically instead of having to think about it, instead of missing it, Father, so that the word is etched into us and it flows out freely and it's not blocked off by all of the, the false negative teachings that we've received throughout our life, Father, being in this sinful world. We ask you, Father, to open the hearts and minds of whoever needs to start making moves, Father, that there be changes, Father, that no matter where we are in our lives, no matter our age or condition, Father, we know that there's still more for us to do, more for us to learn, and there's still, as long as we have air, there's still a hope and a future for us. And we ask, Father, that we can start burning bright again, that we can start being a positive influence, that we can be a beacon of light, Father, as individuals, as a church, as a community. And Father, if there's anyone that has a need, that needs to make a move today, make a decision, Father, that the shackles will be broken, the chains will come off, and they can move forward freely, Father, with a spirit-filled heart. And we just thank you for these things. and ask these things in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. All right, page 394 in your hymnal, please. <clears throat> 